Hi, everyone, and welcome to our 10th and final episode of this season of VentureCast Rebuild. Big thanks to everyone who has been listening along with us over the last 10 weeks as we've interviewed leaders in the inclusive fintech space from all over the world. We've heard from investors and entrepreneurs who have shared optimistic messages about the potential for digital, data, and tech-driven financial services to create access to better, cheaper products for customers that have previously been left out. We've also heard that during this global pandemic, we are all in this together, and that all of us, investors, entrepreneurs, banks, regulators, can play a part in rebuilding a more financially inclusive world. As always, VentureCast is brought to you by Venture Lab, a global early stage investor in fintech and financial inclusion, and I'm your host, Vikas Raj. So, so far, we've spoken with fintech entrepreneurs from India, Africa, the UAE, and the US. And today, for our final episode, we head south to Brazil. We are very excited and appreciative to be able to speak with today's guest, Ann Williams. Ann is the COO of one of Latin America's most prominent fintechs, Creditas. And Creditas is a secured lender in Brazil that provides far cheaper loans than traditional Brazilian financial institutions. And thank you very much for taking the time to speak with us today. Thank you, Vikas, for the, for the invitation. So, Anne, could you start by telling us a bit more about Creditas? What do you do and who are your customers? Sure. So uh, Creditas is a digital platform that uses technology to offer financial products and consumer solutions to individuals in Brazil, Brazil and Mexico, actually. Recently, we've added Mexico to our service area. And basically, we began our life focused on guaranteed loans or loans that have a either a car or real estate, a home that guarantee the loan. And therefore, we are able to offer higher quality products for our customers. So financial products that have a lower interest rate, have longer terms, have lower payments that are able to fit into the pocket of our customers. And most recently, we've added to that offering a consumer solutions offering that expands our financial inclusion to allow our customers to access products and services that they would not necessarily be able to access without access to our financial products. So it ends up being a virtuous circle between the financial products and the solutions and consumer products. Got it. Got it. And I, I want to hear how um, I want to hear about that new offering and, and how you've evolved in the crisis. But just to start with Creditas's core offering, why was there an opportunity to offer that in the first place? What are you doing that banks were not doing previously to serve this customer with this unique product? Sure. So Brazil has one of the highest interest rates in the world for consumer financial loans. And banks are some of the most profitable banks in the world. And this is something that's been going on for a long time in Brazil. And there's been a push recently among fintechs like Creditas, which we were one of the main leaders, as well as the central bank and policymakers that are looking to create opportunities for consumers to access more fair financial products. The banks in Brazil have very high costs. They have lots of physical agencies. They focus on shorter term types of debt debt that we call toxic debt for our customers. So that includes things like overdraft protection, credit card debt, and that kind of stuff that can get up to as high as 300% per year in, in wow. interest. 
So we saw an opportunity to offer loans that are, are much are much more fair, still are interesting for us from a business perspective, and, and offer, I think, financial inclusion in the sense that you could argue that almost everybody in Brazil is underserved in terms of credit. Right. Can you sort of describe what your typical customer looks like? Get kind of the, the typical profile of your customer and then how that customer has been affected by the crisis over the last five months? Sure. So our customers range a, a little bit between our two or three main products. So we have payroll loan products, we have auto equity loan product and a home equity loan product. And the average ticket for those loans varies quite widely, 20 times more the home equity ticket around $50,000 to, you know, a $2,000 payroll loan. And I just, a parenthesis, those are uh, payroll loans and not payday loans. So those right. are loans that companies offer to their employees that are discounted through the, the payroll systems. Our customers range from 25 to 35 in general, the, the larger share of them. We have about 50% of our customers are small business owners and they're looking for credit in order to help finance their business, whether that means stock, new machinery, or even cash flow. A large uh, percentage of our customers, about 30%, are looking to pay off exactly that toxic debt that I mentioned. So they're looking to pool together credit card, overdraft, personal loan debt that they have with a more fair loan that fits with their budget. We have a group of customers that are looking to do projects. They're looking to, you know, conquer their dreams in, in life. And that can be uh, paying for education. It can be taking a trip. It can be financing a product that they've been, been looking to purchase. So how have those needs evolved and how have these customers been affected by the pandemic? We, you know, I think that the pandemic has been a great learning experience for us and an opportunity to be even closer to our customers in, in a moment of crisis. We launched, you know, right into the pandemic, a much closer relationship with our customers via our negotiation area and our relationship area. And we asked our customers to call us and we began to call our customers more because um, clearly many of them went through some tough times and are going through some tough times in the pandemic. I think right. that the group that we felt that was mostly hardest hit, and I think this is a worldwide phenomenon and very tough one to think about, is the small business owners again. So, you know, these are people who are relying on their cash flow from the month before in order to pay for their basic bills. You know, we had lots of businesses that were closed here temporarily. Some, uh, many will not be able to, to open up. Um, here in Brazil. And so we did a lot of restructuring of those loans, working really closely with the customers, understanding what would work for them. And we came up with sort of five mini products within our, our product that allowed us to be able to extend a payment, maybe do a top up for somebody who had space and needed more cash or extend the, the term of the loan totally. Got it. Can you talk a little bit more about how Creditas has evolved from an operational perspective beyond sort of rejiggering product? Have you done anything around engaging with customers, supporting customers as a true sort of digital offering in your market? 
So our offering is 100% digital today. Customers communicate with us via our site, via our mobile app. And if they would like to, or if we need to speak to them and are not able to get in touch with them through those other means via the telephone. Um, during the last couple of months, we've ramped up our mobile product, so our app, um, and we've been able to offer a lot more control for the customer via the app. So to be able to get in touch with us for a variety of reasons, whether it's to think about restructuring their loan, as I said, whether it's to think about topping up, whether it's to talk to us about options they may have. Our digital offering is, is stronger and stronger and more and more transparent to the customer over time, where we're giving the customer more information and then also more opportunities, those that I mentioned to you about the consumer solutions. Okay we're also being able to offer via our app and our digital solution. But I think that interestingly, you know, while we are a digital company and digital is really our DNA, we found that the pandemic, and I think this is interesting as well because probably a lot of people felt this in their personal lives, was a moment to get in touch. We spent a lot more time on the phone with our customers than we were doing before the pandemic. And I think that what we will do after the pandemic on average. So we set up a new team of people to reach out to customers and also to receive inbound calls from customers who needed to think about how they could modify what they were doing with us in order to survive the pandemic. A slightly different question. Are you doing new lending in this market and given all the uncertainty and how does Creditus get comfortable continuing to grow? Assuming the answer, the answer is yes, how does Creditus get comfortable continuing to grow when credit scores might be of limited or no relevance right now. There's so much sort of volatility in cash flows. How do you get comfortable? I think that um, one of the very key characteristics of Creditas, as I said earlier, is that we offer guaranteed loans or asset-backed loans. So we have a very long view on our customer, and our customer has a very long view on us. You know, if you think about if you're, as a customer, comfortable to put your car as a guarantee or your apartment or your house as a guarantee, you're pretty committed to paying that loan. When you're in a, a company and your employer is discounting that from your salary, then you know that's a little bit more of a no-brainer. But also from a credit perspective at Creditas, we need to think about the credit worthiness of the companies. And that was an interesting one um, as this pandemic hit and as it continues that we've had to pay a little bit more in different kinds of attention to in order to make sure that we're approving companies that will be able to continue to employ the people that are going to be asking for right. the loans. But, you know, the asset back loan allows us to, as I said, to take a long view. So in terms of credit, yes, we did grow during this time. We grew less than we have grown, you know, in the last years, but we've grown dramatically, you know, in the last years. And so we're still growing quite aggressively compared to, you know, a standard kind of industry. And we still are looking at our company, our customer's credit. And we also look at the customer's asset. So, you know, if you think about our credit analysis, it's twofold. We're looking at credit worthiness as well as liquidity of the asset. Obviously, you know, our goal is not to take that asset. That's the, the last thing that we want to do, both for our business and for our mission. But the fact is, is that the business model is built around those two legs in terms of credit analysis. So we have been able to approve lots of new people. We've been able to do quite a bit of top up. So, you know, many of our customers, the asset that they have and their income would have allowed them to take out more to take a larger loan. And so we're able to top them up based on, you know, their original asset that they offered as a guarantee to the loan. 
One of the things that strikes me is one trend that Venture Lab is seeing around the world is a lot of sort of companies starting as non-financial platforms that are layering financial services on top over time. Creditas has sort of gone the other way. You started with a very strong financial services product. Uh, you're adding incremental offerings on top. Can you tell us a little bit more about some of these new products, including a little bit more on the consumer product you mentioned and how they're sort of part and parcel with a broader financial inclusion thesis? Sure, absolutely. And that's exactly right. We've come, we're taking the, the opposite direction that many non-financial services companies have been taking it in um, using our financial services as a base and then adding on consumer solutions that are synergistic with those financial products. So, you know, we think about opportunities for our customer. And I think this has to do as well with the inclusion part that are generated around their assets. And, you know, those right. main assets that we work with today being the car, the home, and the salary. So we have built our consumer solutions platform around those three assets in order to help our customer move forward in their life via the original loan that they took out with us. So to give some concrete examples, in auto, a customer who has an auto equity loan with us can speak with us about topping up, as I said, getting more money for that using that same asset. They can speak to us about trading out their car, selling their car, they can come to us to finance a new car. Eventually, they'll be able to come to us for all sorts of maintenance needs and that kind of thing. If we yeah. look at our home equity customers. They're able to, through Creditas, do a renovation on their property. They're able to sell their property. They're able to get early liquidity on their, on their property. And so this is a way that, again, they're using their property and the original loan with us in order to take the next steps in their journey that really has a whole lot to do with inclusion. You know, if you think about the Latin American and specifically the Brazilian citizen, many people with a very solid type of financial picture would not be able to make high ticket item purchases because they don't have enough credit on their credit card, for example, or because they were not able to save in advance that type of money which doesn't make a whole lot of sense if you, if you have good credit products. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense necessarily to save up first for some of the kinds of big purchases that we want to do in life that, you know, if you live in the States or in Europe, you're used to doing those with a very reasonable kind of financing. Final question, what does the future hold? And is now the moment for companies like Creditas to take a more active role in rebuilding something better for the financially underserved? Absolutely. I think actually, I think that it's always the moment to work to build something better for the underserved because there are so many opportunities. And this is something that Creditas has always been focused on and we continue to focus now. So, you know, I don't know that now more than ever, but I think now as much as ever, I think that mm. our resolve has not diminished during this time. In fact, we see that by being a very strong partner for our customer and, you know, the intimate relationship that we have via the asset, you know, via the property gives us a platform to be able to enrich that relationship. And especially, you know, in a time when all of us are needing a little bit more from our service providers and, and from the companies that we work with and in our personal relationships. 
Let's end it there. Thank you very much, Anne, for joining us on our last episode here of the season. To our listeners, we hope you enjoyed this episode and all the previous episodes this season. Please feel free to get in touch with us at Venture Lab with your thoughts, reactions, opportunities. For us, the pandemic and its economic effects have meant a fundamental new appreciation of the challenges of the financially vulnerable and how new responsible tech-enabled models like Creditas can be part of the solution. I think the extent of the disruption of this pandemic and our companies, those we seek to ultimately include in the financial system, the extent of that disruption is really impossible to know entirely at this time. But we do know that this crisis is going to affect every facet of the economy. It's going to be particularly difficult for consumers and small businesses that are financially vulnerable and insecure. So companies like Creditas, like Now Money, like Toffee, like Field Intelligence, uh, many others in our portfolio are at the forefront of using digital tools to serve these customers. Our investor partners like CIM, Flourish, QED, Anthemis that we spoke to over the course of the summer have joined hands with us to support these companies. Uh, and we hope that these entities, these investors, these companies, can continue to serve as models for the broader industry as we work toward building a more financially inclusive world. So thank you all for listening. Thank you again, Anne. Thank you.